brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields. I've got it written down right here. Michael Patrick Shields. You're either a Broadway star or a serial killer. I'm kind of a big deal, (laughs) Bill Curtis. (laughs) Well, you are a big deal, so you stay classy, Michael. Would you ever go into business with the mob? I think you're asking the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask somebody else. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very pleasant Firekeepers Casino Friday to you. From Camp Lejeune this morning. No, we're not at Camp Lejeune. But you've heard a lot about Camp Lejeune these days. Wowee, that must be some lawsuit. From the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. The suspense is over. They went mano a mano yesterday, which is hand to hand, not man to man. It's Michael Patrick Shields, Tudor Dixon, and Gretchen Whitmer. And by the way, speaking of the combat... According to MERS News, in the general election, Gretchen Whitmer has spent $13 million on ads. Tudor Dixon has spent $51,000 on ads. And yet, some of the polls show them within the margin of error. And that's interesting, isn't it? Finally, they were on the same stage yesterday. And you know the words used the most were dishonest. And ridiculous because uh, the folk candidates focused on each other and said that each other were lying and so forth in the one-hour exchange at Wood TV. Uh, Tudor Dixon started her opening statement by saying, for many of you, it's the first time you're hearing from me directly. And that, of course, is a reference to the absence of campaign commercials, but also the fact that the other side has been trying to define her. And yesterday was her chance, and she uh, denied What they've been saying about her opinion on abortion, she clarified her position is pro-life with exceptions for the life of a mother. She also went on to say that in Michigan, we've lost more small businesses than any other state in the nation except New York under the Whitmer administration. And the governor said she supported a gas tax. You'll remember that. It would have been 40 cents a gallon. And uh, Tudor Dixon said Gretchen Whitmer wants you to pay more for gas to force you into electric vehicles. And the governor's response in some degree was to cast aspersions on Tudor Dixon's history with the steel company that her father operated. So they all had their arrows in the sling and they used them all, it seems to me. Tudor Dixon repeatedly referencing how Governor Whitmer supported the spirit of defunding the police. 
We'll get all of that and audio for you in case you didn't watch it or listen to it yesterday. First Things First brought to you by Eastern Michigan University, named by the Princeton Review as a best in the Midwest University for 19 consecutive years. A very pleasant Firekeepers Casino Friday to you. This in my hand right here, if you're watching on Facebook Live, is my ballot that came in the mail, my absentee ballot. And I'm wading through how to do it because I've never done this before. First question I have, and I'm going to get to this later, and I might just fill it out right on the air, is how much does it cost to mail back? Because on the, on the envelope to mail back, it says first class postage required. But it's kind of bigger, and it's a little bit thick. And so I would immediately wonder, does it take more than one stamp? And you know how you have to find that out? you got to go to the post office. Right? Who wants to go to the post office? So it's not like you could just put it in the mail. you got to go to the post office and get it. Wait, if I get the answer, I'll let you know. I presume they're all the same, but I don't know that for sure. And then it says you can mail it as long as it's received by 8 o'clock on election day. And then it says you can return it to your local clerk's office by 8 p.m. on election day or one of those drop boxes. So then I'd have to research where the local clerk's office. It's not easy. It's just easier just to show up. Uh, you can get your lotto tickets online, or you can show up at a local retailer like Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most, more local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions, and more importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Uh, we've got uh, Mega Millions. That's tonight, $494 million. And Powerball. Jeez, I can't read my own writing. It's like a half billion dollars on Saturday night, too. Friday, Powerball. Right. That's right. Man's practicing fuzzy math again. Yeah. Okay, so it's a $2 investment. I know that for sure, too. Uh, January 6th committee had hearings yesterday. What a surprise before the election that they wanted to trot out Donald Trump there one more time. So they had some fun with that. And then Dana Nessel's running for re-election, too, as attorney general. And imagine this. She's teaming up with the Humane Society. When you want votes, cling to the animals at the last minute. Protect the kitties. Kitties. Democrats for Life of America, they call it, rallied at the Capitol yesterday against Prop 3. That's the abortion proposal. They call it reproductive freedom. Democrats for Life of America about killing babies. Surprise. Depends how you look at it. Uh, Michigan State University President Samuel Stanley finally said, I've had enough of this. And he put a video out yesterday that said, take this job and shove it. I retire, resign, quit. It's over. So he's got 90 more days, I guess. But he got sick of the board and trustees, like, just maligning him. And whether that's valid or not, I don't know. But he's had enough. So he said with dignity, I'm, see you later. And it's homecoming weekend, too. Spartans bring the magic. That's the parade at 7 o'clock tonight. I wonder if that's a reference to Magic Johnson. He's busy. He's got he's part owner of the Dodgers and the I think the Lakers start tonight, don't they? If they do, it's preseason, I you believe. You can't call it bring the magic if magic's not going to be there, can you? No, you shouldn't be able to do that. You need him. Three out of ten Michigan voters say inflation is the number one issue, followed by abortion, then comes education, then government spending, then crime. Inflation showing no signs of slowing down. John Galoos never slows down either. And the stock market was outpacing yesterday, it seems. He's with Union Financial Group, LLC.com. He's on the other end of our AT&T line right now. 
Good morning. Thank you. We had a good day yesterday, huh? Yeah, well, it started out really rough, and then it finished up uh, extremely high. But, uh, you know, I would categorize that as dead cap bounce. Mm. The uh, CPI numbers came in at 8.2, hotter than expected. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like the uh, interest rate hikes are having much of an effect yet on the inflation, which, uh, you know, in my humble opinion, I believe they're going to have to go significantly higher to uh, to get the inflation down. So we'll see. Dow is up 827, S&P up 92, NASDAQ up 232. Netflix, John Galoos, they're going to charge 699 now if you're willing to watch advertisements. How about this? I went to the movies in California yesterday. It's $17 for a movie ticket and $17 for popcorn and a drink and $12 to park. Netflix sounds like a bargain when you look at that. Monday, we'll talk to John Galoos about... The cologne that Elon Musk is selling, perfume, and the fear gauge on Wall Street. Should we be afraid? Be afraid. Be very afraid because you're going to need a bigger boat. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. So long, Sam. Samuel Stanley, gone. The uh, president of Michigan State University has quit. He told the trustees. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Uh, they kind of badgered him out of it, didn't they? Now, the job that is desired by both Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon, governor of the state of Michigan, and there was a debate yesterday, and Tudor Dixon said that Whitmer's leadership has been disappointing at best, and the Democrat governor seeking re-election says her opponent is long on rhetoric and short on facts. And here's a little of the sparring that went on. In her first answer, she's already being dishonest. This is obviously going to be a theme for the night. I think it's really ironic when Mrs. Dixon stands here and says that she will accept the vote, the will of the people. This is a candidate who still denies the outcome of the 2020 election. This is a candidate who will not pledge to accept the outcome of the November 8th election. A clash over the idea of guns, the 2020 election, COVID-19, abortion, center stage yesterday in Grand Rapids. Rick Albin, the longtime journalist and broadcaster there, was the moderator. And boy, did he give a just a gushing thank you at the end. Oh, my God. I know your campaigns are very busy, and this is a big commitment of time, and I just can't thank you enough for doing what the hell you ought to do and devote an hour to talking to each other on a stage. But wow, was he effusive, and I'm not sure why. I don't know. His questions, too, also rambling. Their questions were so confusing, they didn't even know how to answer a couple of times. Was the question in there somewhere? Here's a little more audio, a little more sparring yesterday. What a debacle to have eight and a half billion dollars fraudulently sent out. Now I've got people bringing bills from the state up to me, begging me to forgive the unemployment that she's trying to get out back. She is too dangerous and too out of touch to be trusted with protecting our kids. She'll put the Second Amendment before second graders every time. We cannot let that happen. 
there was a lot of accusing each other of lying and uh, that went back and forth and back and forth. And I thought uh, the governor was a little bit flat from my own sort of showbiz perspective. And I thought Tudor Dixon was, you know, missed a couple of lines because she was reciting. So I kind of wish, I really wish they would look into the camera and talk to us uh, instead of reciting. But anyway, that's just my thought. Nolan Finley from the Detroit News says, give Tudor Dixon the match on points. She didn't buckle. And uh, in his view, she won the first woman-to-woman match. And not just because she remained standing. She took the fight to the governor. She was poised, never once seemed rattled, and she'd never done this before. Now, mind you, he is um, a conservative writer, but for what it's worth, that was his uh, opinion of, in case you're wondering who won and who lost. One of the other things they talked a lot about was policing and um, defunding the police and all the rest of that. Here's a little of what that sounded like. Because we know the governor came out and said that she supports the spirit of defund the police. In fact, we know that when we were all locked down, she went out and marched with folks who held up signs that said defund the police. My opponent is long on rhetoric and short on facts, and that's okay. I got to tell you, as a former prosecutor, I have sat with our law enforcement. I have worked arm in arm with them. And that's why the budgets that I have written have been focused on supporting. How long was she a prosecutor? Eight months? I'm just guessing. I don't know. But it wasn't long. But that's okay. It's on the, it's on the resume, I guess. And then at the end, Governor Whitmer said, well, you know, we've heard a lot of grievance tonight from the other candidate, but we haven't heard solutions. So what solutions have we had so far? They will meet again. The final debate, October 25th, 7 o'clock, at Oakland University in Rochester, Michigan, where leaders don't just meet expectations, they shatter them. Discover your inner leader at Oakland University. I wonder who's moderating that one. Is it Devin Skillion or somebody like that? We'll figure it out. And of course, we'll have coverage of that as well. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you on a Firekeepers Casino Friday. Have you voted yet? Could these debates change your mind at all? Are there undecided voters still left? Uh, There's debate in the NFL, and one of the most interesting comments I've heard in a long time came from the Tampa Bay coach, Todd Bowles. And uh, he's coaching against Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, and they're both black. And the reporters wanted to make a thing about it and ask Todd Bowles about it and put words in his mouth. And here's what they got, and it might be a surprise to you. You you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that poll. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Touche. He shoved it right up that lady's ear. And she said, you understand, blah, blah, blah. She put words in his mouth. And he said, "Mm -mm, not me. 
you just the very basis of her question is almost racist, isn't it? You guys. Ron Rivera had a bird yesterday too. The Washington Commanders coach having to do with his quarterback because he was critical of him earlier in the week. And here's how that sounded. So honestly, I'm going to I'm going to speak my mind for a second. For honestly, uh, it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their asses off. They have. They play their asses off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all this stuff and they got to deal with it. I get that and I respect them for that because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Okay. And that's what pisses me off. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> it's all right. Keep going if you want. It's Michael Patrick Shields. We'll keep going through the weekend. You can get us anytime you like there at mibigshow.com through the AT&T microphones.